In today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of saying no, why it's important, when you should do it, and how you should approach it, whether it's with friends and family or with clients. So if you want to learn all about that and more, keep listening. Welcome to Make Money With Your Art. I'm your host, BJ Dell. I'm a freelance artist who took creating art as a hobby and turned it into a full-time business that brings in six figures a year. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you what I've learned along the way to help inspire and motivate other artists like you. So if you want to learn how to turn your creative passion into a successful online business, keep listening. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Getting back into things after the long holiday weekend. Hopefully you guys had a good one and found it relaxing. Just getting back into the grind now. And today's episode is going to be based off of a listener submission from last week. Last week's episode, I told you guys I didn't really have a plan or a theme or topic for this week's episode. Kind of gave you guys the ball to run with and said, hey, email me, let me know what you guys want to hear me talk about in next week's episode. And I want to thank everybody for reaching out that sent in suggestions. And the one today we're going to go with is from O&R. And O&R says, thanks for the podcast. Love all the great info you cover every week. I know in the most recent one, you said, don't be afraid to tell people no, and don't be afraid to decline work. I get some commission work from time to time from clients. There have been some I wish I would have said no to at the beginning, but it's hard to tell that going in. The bigger problem I have is how to tell people no that I am close with. Seems like every time I turn around, there's someone that has a request, but never wants to pay or wants to pay very little. How do you deal with this? Thanks, O&R. So once again, thanks, Owen, for reaching out. And that's going to be the topic of today's episode. Uh, Full disclosure here, like I said last week, didn't have a plan for this week's episode. And going into it today, I usually go through and kind of blueprint out the episode, have little bullet points in just areas of the flow and talking points here and there, which I did absolutely none of for today's episode. So If you think today's episode might be a little bit more random and just jumping from here to there without a clear direction or flow, you are right because it has absolutely none because I didn't take the time to do that. Like I said, just coming off the holiday weekend, just wanted to kind of jump into it. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, Like Owen said, I did talk about this last week. If you guys missed that episode, it was basically talking about client and commission work and talked about the importance of contracts and the importance of putting revisions into the contract and how to kind of approach that. And one thing that I mentioned in that, which Owen got was don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to put your foot down. If it's a client that you have that you know is just going to be trouble right off the bat And you can tell uh, with Owen, he said he's had some in the past that he wishes after, you know, knowing that he would have turned stuff down right away and said that's kind of hard to tell. Once again, it's going to be easier to tell as you do this more and more, as you take on more clients, more commission work, it's going to be one of those things that you can kind of see the red flags going in. So don't worry, that comes with just more uh, client works and commissions under your belt and just being able to tell it will come with time. Uh, But 
like I said, with this, it's, it's more what Owen is asking is more, okay, how do you approach this with friends and family? Because it seems like every time I turn around, somebody's asking for something and I've been there. I, I get requests all the time for this. Seems like as soon as someone finds out that you can draw or need something to be drawn and they kind of start racking their brain thinking, okay, who can I approach to do this? I know so-and-so and I'm going to reach out to them. So, uh, you'll always get those Facebook dings from the messenger going off from people that just might be random acquaintances from years ago that you haven't talked to in months and months and months. And they reach out and have a request for you. Uh, might be closer than that. It might be, you know, close friends, close family. But at the same time, don't feel like you have to take on any work with that. Uh, like I talked about in last week's episode, really uh, just want you guys to know the the value of your work, know your worth as an artist and the worth of your artwork. And don't sell yourself short with this. This goes for clients and commissions as well as friends and family. I know with friends and family, you kind of want to go ahead and, and help them out, give them either a, a friends and family discount or do it for free just because that's the type of relationship you have. And if you're wanting to do art for a career, uh, make a career out of it, or just is even like I've talked about before, just doing that side hustle thing. Uh, once again, know your worth and know the value of the product that you're supplying this case, of course, your artwork is the product. Uh, so know the value and know the worth of it and don't be afraid to charge for it. Uh, if your friends and family know what you do, know that you do art as a career or as something that brings in money, they shouldn't be surprised to know that you want to charge for it and want to make money. Uh, it's up to you then from there if you want to cut them some type of a discount or provide work for a little bit cheaper. That falls on you, but I would really just urge you to approach this like you would with any other client and do a contract. Make up a contract so it outlines everything so there's no surprises for them. There's no surprises for you as you go through it. And it really is going to kind of uh, solidify that professionalism that you're bringing to the table. Uh, if you've told friends and family before that you make money from your art, kind of gives them the behind the scenes look of saying, okay, this is what goes into it. This is something that I do for all my clients. This is something I do for all commissions. And this is here to protect you, to protect me. And it kind of helps me as an artist create that piece that you want. So that's why we're going to do it. And hopefully they understand that they might, they might not, they might kind of bulk at the idea, the audacity that you would have to charge them for something or to charge them what you're worth for something. But once again, with that, your time is valuable. The time that you've put into developing your skills to becoming a better artist and all that amounts to what you're worth, what your art is worth and what that service that you're providing is worth. So don't be afraid to charge accordingly to that. I know it's hard with friends and family. I get it all the time. Uh, seems like there's somebody constantly wanting something for a gift or uh, tattoo stuff is, you know, something that comes through all the time. Like, oh, I want a tattoo. Can you design me my tattoo? And with that, I, I see that a lot uh, that people ask and I see it in the groups too. And anybody going to get a tattoo, the, the tattoo artist is going to design it anyways. Uh, just because you draw a cool design doesn't mean it's going to translate to a tattoo and people don't understand that. Uh, so that's one of the ones that comes all the time in my messages like, hey, can you design a tattoo? No. Uh, and then, like I said, gifts, stuff like that. 
happens all the time. I just had one actually, what, about a week, week and a half ago from a close friend who went to an amusement park with their family and saw the caricatures there and said, hey, uh, saw these, wanted to get it done at the park, but figured I'd rather give you the business instead, uh, which you'll hear that a lot, (laughs) which basically means I think I can probably get it cheaper from you than what they were charging there. Uh, So this person reached out and wanted me to do a a caricature of the whole family, like five family members. And I said, yeah, unfortunately, you know, with everything I've got going on right now, I said client and commission work. I don't do client or commission work any longer at all. Of course, it was like, well, not even for a friend. I mean, we're, we're close. You can't do this for me, even though you don't, I know you tell people you don't do it, but can't you do this for me? And once again, I've got a full plate. I do the, the podcast and YouTube and all the other platforms that I'm on, uh, for having those multiple streams of income and doing one-off little client and commission work like that. It just doesn't fit into the schedule. So that's what I explained to him just said, you know, unfortunately, no, I can't, it just is not going to work. He said, really? Because I was, I mean, not even for 50 bucks, I was going to give you 50 bucks to do it. Yeah, 50 bucks for a five figure (laughs) commission. So right there, once again, it's people that don't really understand what you're doing, don't understand your value uh, with this case does not even understand close to everything that I've got going on and why $50 is kind of a slap in the face to do something like that. Uh, But once again, they thought that they were going to be able to do it and get it done for cheap. That's why they didn't do it at the amusement park. So I said, yeah, fortunately, nope, that's, that's not something that I do. And I've gotten very comfortable with that over the years uh, before. And I'm sure it's a position that a lot of you might be in right now is you kind of feel like you have to, you kind of feel like you're going to be rude and you're going to be looked at as kind of, you know, like the, the bad person and you're mean if you don't do it. And at the same time too, you don't want to look like, Oh, I'm more important to do this. Uh, but at the same time, you, you've got to really look at what you could be doing with your time in comparison to doing work like that. If you can do other work and it's more lucrative, if it is going to kind of progress your end goals, if it's going to give you more products to sell, if however you approach your art is really, you got to decide, okay, is this worth it? If it's not, you're not doing anybody any favors except that other person who doesn't appreciate your work, doesn't appreciate your value. You're definitely not doing yourself any favors. You're definitely not doing your goals any favors or those aspirations that you have any favors. So that's why I would definitely be okay with saying no. It's all right. If they're friends and family, they should understand. They should be okay with you saying no. They should be proud that you're able to do this as a living and you're able to make money from that. And that's why that you can't make time for this. They should be cool with that. And if they aren't, maybe they're not the best friends, you know, to begin with. <laughs> so, so that's as far as the friends and family goes with the client work. Once again, don't be afraid to say no there either. Uh, with that, of course, it's definitely a customer service type of thing. So you don't want to be rude about it uh, unless it warrants it. Unless the, the conversation turns to that, I'm not saying go out and be rude, but at the same time, uh, if, if the customer gets totally, totally out of line, I would just cut the conversation off. Don't worry about being rude by not replying. Just say, Hey, I'm done with the conversation. We already talked about this. Sorry. It's not something that I want to do. So definitely keep that in mind. But 
like I said, with these, it's easier to say no with the clients. And once again, it's going to get easier over time to kind of weed these out, to see those red flags and know what you should look with or for at the beginning. Uh, one thing though, that I would recommend, it's one of the reasons why I started the keep creating group and I've made a bunch of friends and contacts and everything else through there. If a client arises and a situation arises that maybe the the time frame isn't right for you. You don't have the time to fit it in as far as their deadline goes, or maybe even too, it's something that their request doesn't fall into your wheelhouse as far as your style, or it just isn't a good mesh with you as an artist and them as a customer and what they're wanting. You can always refer these people to somebody else that you know that does art. Uh, like I said, with the, the Keep Creating Group, I've reached out to quite a few different artists that I've known through that uh, over the the past few years doing that and just say, Hey, look, I uh, had somebody reach out. Of course, I don't take client or commission work right now, but I thought this might be something that you're really good at and would kind of fit with your style. So I wanted to give you an opportunity and throw, you know, the, the request their way. Um, one thing I would warn with this though, if you are doing it and saying no, because of a problem with the, the client or the request and you see those red flags, probably wouldn't recommend throwing that one to a, a friend or colleague because that might be uh, uh, not really well received. And next thing you know, you're getting an email saying, hey, dude, uh, why would you want me to work with this person? Did they say something like this to begin with to you? Because this is what I got. So then it's going to make you look kind of bad if you're trying to pawn off people like that. So in that case, I would just probably say, yes, uh, unfortunately, it's something that I don't have time to do or it's not something that I feel comfortable doing. And just leave it at that. Don't say, but I know so and so over here that might want to do it. Likewise, if you are going to get in contact and send them over to another art friend or pal, definitely recommend reach out to that friend or that colleague first and say, hey, here's the situation. I don't want to take it because of, you know, my, my schedule right now, or it's just not the same style that I work in, but I thought of you, would you be interested in this? Definitely reach out to them first so they can say yes or no before passing along their contact information uh, because there's nothing worse than saying, oh, I think this guy would be great. Here's his name. Look him up on Facebook and then getting that email or that message saying, hey, why did you say that I would be interested in this? I have no time for this. I have no interest in this. So definitely reach out to those people first and you can say to the, the client, you know, just, hey, I, I've got somebody in mind, but let me check with them first and leave it at that. Then you can get back to them in the future. So that's one way that I would approach that and definitely helps out, you know, other artists. I love helping out the, the art community and helping out people that, that could use that work. It's definitely a way to build relationships and I'm all about kind of helping to promote other artists. And that's one thing that I love about the group and being able to do. So uh, one thing too, like I said, with client commission work saying no, you need to have that contract in place so you can actually say no along the way as well, which we talked about this last week. One thing that's going to kill you in doing commission work is the revisions. If you aren't upfront about that, if you don't address that before even jumping into any type of client work or commission work, 
you're going to be regretting it later on. And that's why it's so important to have that contract ready, to have that contract signed and in hand. So when things start to, to get out of control or they start to make just some ridiculous requests, you can say no. And the reason why you can say no and not feel bad about it, the reason why you can say no and actually have something to go back on is that contract that you have. And this actually uh, got brought up in the group the other day over on Facebook. And I won't say names or anything like that because I don't know if they would want me putting it out there. But uh, they had a client piece, a commission piece that they wanted to share in the group and shared it and a couple of revisions with it as well and said that... Uh, Somebody had mentioned, hope you're being compensated well for this or hope you're being compensated for all your time. And it really surprised me. And I, I wanted to bring this up because I don't want you guys to be put in this position. This is why it's so important to take everything I've said with last week's episode and this week's episode and really take it to heart. Uh, their reply was me too. So I hope you're being compensated for all your time. Me too. <laughs> so right there, I was like, oh no. So they said they've estimated about 50 hours total on that project alone. Not sure what the payment will be, but I won't be making that mistake again. So at least they recognized it was a mistake, but oh man, don't, don't ever <laughs> take a job like this and just say, well, I'm hoping the pay will be good because you're setting yourself up for disappointment and disaster, uh, especially like this with the revisions. Uh, and they said that they, they know that the revisions probably took them longer than some other artists just because they're newer and being a newer artist and doing commission work for the first time, there's a, a learning curve to it. And they're probably adding some hours in there that the other artists wouldn't really add in. So they understand that's taking longer. But still, at the same time, 50 hours is absolutely crazy, which 50 hours, like I said before, talking about that contract, talking about laying everything out to begin with, the 50 hours isn't bad as long as you've got all that in the contract. Uh, personally, I would rather spend 50 hours on one design and get paid for those 50 hours for that one design rather than hopping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, just because there's a lot of time that you go from one client to the next, just talking about that, that concept stage and seeing where their head's at as far as the design goes and then sending the sketches and just getting to the point to start work. I would so much rather spend that 50 hours on one person as long as they're being, you know, billed and charged for those 50 hours. Uh, they also said they figured that since they didn't have any prior experience to show like a portfolio, then that they would discuss the payment after the client saw what they could do. Uh, so with this, uh, lots of red flags here. If you don't have a portfolio and a client wants to hire you, even though you don't have a portfolio, why do they want to hire you? Um, this, this is kind of a red flag here, I would say. And I know this person's done a lot of art in the group, so I'm sure that they showed them something as far as creation-wise or art-wise or... I, there's some type of portfolio I'm sure that was shown. So don't sell your work short just because it's not a portfolio of other logo work or client work that you've done. That's okay. Even if it's personal work, I mean, if it shows your art style, if it shows what you're capable of as an artist, that still works as a portfolio. Uh, don't let a client sell you short just because they say, well, you've never worked with another business before. So before I go ahead and say that I'm doing this, I want to see what this looks like. That's not the way to approach it. Uh, with this too, uh, if you're in a position where you need a portfolio, if someone says that to you, make up fake logos for non-existent companies. Uh, you don't have to 
to tell them, hey, these are fake logos. If they ask, I mean, by all means, say, oh, these are just kind of stuff that I came up with. Uh, but at the same time, you're not going to go back and forth with revisions on a real client. So you're going to get work done faster. So if you need a portfolio, just make one up. Don't let that stop you or let a client use that as a reason to not pay you what you're worth. Uh, likewise, too, I wouldn't really want a client hiring me without seeing uh, work. So with that, they don't know if the, the style is going to be, you know, in the kind of vein of what they're thinking. There's so many different reasons why it's so important to have that portfolio. So like I said, if you don't have one, just fake it and make one. Like I said, don't lie about it, though. <laughs> just tell them, hey, it's something I came up with. So just to kind of show you here. Uh, and once again, too, like I talked about last week, do not ever, ever use the term exposure as a form of payment. If a customer or client says, Hey, uh, but I don't have a lot to pay you or I don't have anything to pay you, but I've got X amount of followers or I've got this many subscribers or I've got this many customers or visits to my blog a week or a month. It's not worth it. You're not being uh, paid in exposure. It's not something that you can take then and pay other stuff with. You're not going to be able to pay your rent with exposure. You're not going to be able to pay a mortgage with exposure. You're not going to be able to pay for food or electric or anything like that. So don't take it as a form of payment. Uh, you'll see a lot of clients try to use that. They'll try to flex numbers on you uh, with this, I think this one was like a local shop. So I could see a local shop saying, well, I've got so many customers in a week and a day, and this is going to go on, you know, bags, or this is going to be on stickers that we put inside with their receipt. So everybody's going to see this. You're going to get tons of exposure. Well, number one, how many people are going to look at that and know that you're the artist? How many people are going to look at that and actually need artwork and come to you? I guarantee you the owner of that business is not going to pull every single person that comes aside if they're saying, well, we have a thousand customers in a week. So this is going to be seen by at least a thousand people a week. And then think about, they take it home and they've got that bag laying in there and how many people are going to see that at their house. And that's just going to grow from there. Those people don't know who you are as an artist. Like I said, that, that owner is not going to tell every single person, Hey, this is the person that designed this. And then this is their website. And then you can hire them to do your designs. And if you need any artwork, you can go to them. That's not the way that it works out. And even more so, if it was, would you really want something like this, a, a customer who maybe is not paying you that much or is offering to pay you an exposure to tell other people like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. They, they worked over 50 hours is what they told me on this. And I did all these changes and they got this stuff done. I said, no, I like this better and I want to do these changes. So they did all that. And then they did this. And, oh, man, it was probably one of the best things I ever did because I only paid them 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever, you know, they, they actually paid. Do you want them telling other people how cheap of an artist you are and how many revisions you'll do and how much you'll actually put into it for such little money. That's probably not the word of mouth that I would want. So hopefully though, with this artist, they get paid well for it. I know a lot of times when I've had just people reach out randomly, once again, just trying to, to throw numbers out there, like the, the friend requesting the caricature, I've had a lot of people email and say, Oh, I've got, I've got 50 bucks to spend on a logo, or I've got a hundred bucks to spend on a logo. And I can say probably, I'm guessing that's probably what this uh, shop owner is going to come at uh, this, this artist with is 50 or hundred bucks and 50 hours in, if it's 50 bucks, you made a dollar an hour. If it's a hundred bucks, you made $2 an hour. And I'm sure pretty much everyone listening to this podcast right now does not want to do art 
for a dollar an hour or $2 an hour. There's a lot more money to be made than that. You can do anything else, anything and be paid more than that. Any job you get is going to pay more than that because of a little thing called minimum wage. So don't sell yourself short. Just once again, understand your worth, understand the value of your artwork and the value of your skills. That's my biggest thing. I don't want to see you guys sell yourself short. So that's why it's so important to say no. There's so many other things that you can use your time for. Even if it's not client or commission work, you can just use that time to just focus on areas for personal growth as far as an artist goes. And you can watch tutorials or you can take a class or you can just do so many more things to advance yourself as an artist than just taking on just random small stuff like this. And it's more fun. You're going to learn more by doing it for yourself just because you can make those mistakes and you're not going to be beating yourself up along the lines thinking, okay, I've got a rush on this. I've already got 50 hours into this and I don't know how much I'm making. It doesn't matter when you're doing it for yourself and it can help you in the long run as an artist. So that's it for today's episode. Hopefully you guys uh, still hanging in there for all my rambling. Like I said, I'm sorry that I didn't do the uh, little notes in the, the blueprint of the whole episode, but hopefully it turned out okay. So that's it for today. Next week, a little special uh, kind of change up of the show. I'm actually going to have an interview next week. Not going to announce the guest here, but a special guest for next week talking about some other ways to make money with your art. So look forward to that. I'm kind of excited to have them on. I know I mentioned in a previous episode that I switched uh, the, the recording boards and moved from the Zoom over to the Rode Procaster, which actually has a input for the cell phone in there so I can actually call up like a legit radio station and kind of do the interview that way. I think it's too, it's a little bit more comfortable. People are more comfortable talking over a phone than they are on the webcam and having that disconnect of, okay, am I looking at the camera? Am I not? Are they looking at me now? So hopefully it'll turn out pretty good. Sure. It's going to be a little bit of a learning experience, just the way tech is and trying to get all the kinks worked out. That's why I don't do too many lives. If you haven't noticed, I've done a few here and there, but that's why just because technical issues and it's too much trouble, too much trouble. I like the, uh, the control factor of recording it and being able to edit it later and, and stuff like that. So anyways, that's it guys. I want to thank you for listening. Also, if you're tuning into before the 14th of September, I am doing the giveaway for the iPad pro and the Apple gen two pencil over on my YouTube channel. All you've got to do is help me name my mascot. And then I'm selecting Top five out of the comments and then picking the one that I think suits the mascot the best. So I'm going to announce that next week on September 14th here on the podcast, also on YouTube and on Instagram and Twitter, probably Facebook too. So anyways, that's it for today. And as always, keep creating. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you gained some valuable information that you can apply to your own art business. If you want to check me out online, here's where you can find me. And I'll go ahead and link all these in the show notes as well. So I've got a YouTube channel called Let's Draw with BJ Dell, where I post drawing tutorials and digital art how-to videos. If you want to hop on over there, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notified when I post new videos. My website is bjdell.com. You can check out some of my artwork over there. Plus there's a contact form where you can send me any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BJ Dell. 
And last but not least, I have a private group for artists over on Facebook called Keep Creating a Learn, Draw, Share Art Community, where you can share your art, get feedback, and just meet some really cool, supportive people. So really want you guys to be a part of that as well, too. So hop on over there and join the group. Once again, thanks for listening. And if you could do me a favor and leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, and definitely share it with a fellow artist if you think they would enjoy it. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep creating.